0: Good afternoon, my friends, the doctors in the house. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of To Your Health with Dr. G. Burr. It's kind of cold outside, but here's the deal. We're here to talk about a message. It doesn't matter what the weather is. We are all about connectedness and engagement. And you know me. When I talk about health, I want you to have the best possible chance for success. We know as you have success in your health, you're more than likely to have success in your life. Let's do it. We've got to be about it. I'm so excited to welcome everybody back to another episode of To Your Health with Dr. G. Oh, my gosh. This month has been amazing. We've been talking women's health, getting engaged, making, make, making us basically move that needle and making it as a, as a community to have that collective spirit of just living our best lives. And that's the theme of today's show. So I'm so excited to welcome everybody back. Today's show is titled Women's Health Series Part 4. Living your best life, and why not end this show with an amazing, fierce panel of amazing women that are just, just on the tops of their games that can inspire us and help us reach our maximum potential? And so, when I was coming up with the show, and I reached out to everybody, and everybody you'll meet everybody in a second, they all have a unique story to tell. But when I reached out, and I thought about, Oh my gosh, I gotta have the show on this topic. And how can we make it relate to health? And I'll spin that. It'll be, it'll be related to health, there's no doubt. But I go, oh my gosh, I have the right panelists to make this happen. So I'm excited to welcome everybody back. You're listening here live on Facebook. You're listening also. We're in studio here at Intellectual Radio. Check me out on my website, www.drmarkgomez.com. You know my handle on, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at ToYourHealthDRG. I'm so excited. This panel is amazing. We're going to have a lot of energy today. Because, really, we're all about living that best life. Each person on the show embodies that. So here's how the show works. Every week I invite a group of guests. I get to pick on them and ask all sorts of questions. It's going back to my days when I was a resident or a medical student. I get picked on all the time. And so now, since my show, I can pick on my guests. They sign up for this. It's all good, but we did prepare. But, but my goal is to really get their stories so that that story, something that they might say, may Just connect with you or somebody that you know. We've been talking this whole month about just ways to get our lives healthier, to make things better, to really have this uplifting and kind encouragement for those that are important to us in our lives. And what better way to end this Women's Health Series with living your best life. And I don't want this conversation to stop today. Just because we're doing a show today in this finite time, this conversation has to happen on a daily basis. If you see someone falling, pick them up. Don't let them fail. And this is important to us when we're talking about just being part of something bigger in life. So I'm just excited about this. So, hey, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my panel because I want to just spend a lot of great time just talking about stuff. And, again, we've got some great questions out there. The panel has been prepared. But just talking about what we're going to do with living our best lives. So here we go. I want to introduce my amazing panel today. I'm going to tell a little bit of story on how I know people because why not? So uh, my first guest. I know her the longest, so therefore she gets to sit next to me today. Uh, so, <laughs> and she's and, and, and by the way, she embraced that. She's like, yes, I will sit next to you and just do what I got to do. But I want to introduce my first guest. This is just awesome. I want to introduce my dear friend, Kimberly Rayup, Chief Imagination Officer, Big Shot Marketing. Check her out, www.bigshotmarketing.com. She's also founder and owner, Fly Girl Dance and Fitness, www.flygirldance.com. You had to check her out. She's been instrumental in helping me launch my show. And so I'm forever grateful and I had to have you on the show. So, Kim, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. G. It's a pleasure to be here and an honor to sit next to you. Thank goodness I wore deodorant today.
0: <laughs> I was going to let you sit next to me anyways, whether you had it or not. I mean, it's happening. Okay. So So, Kim, tell us a little bit about your background and and just what you do on a daily basis, and maybe a few opening words about what does living your best life mean to you?
1: Oh heavens! Okay, so I am uh, I'm blessed to have a marketing company for twenty years, um, which I love. And about four years ago, I opened up Flygirl Dance and Fitness. I've been teaching aerobics way too long, um, so I had the opportunity to open up this studio. And ever since, we've outgrown um, one location. We're now in a larger location with the most immu- amazing human beings on earth. We are a girl power, very empowered women studio full of support and um, and just cool people, cool people. I've been teaching a a long time, so I'll say that. Um, say that last question As far as what is
0: the, there's a few opening words, on what does living your best life mean to you? Something like an opening statement.
1: Okay, so I think my opening statement would be that every day is a work in progress. I feel that there isn't a, a, a magic a magic line I could throw that you are constantly working on being better, um, learning, uh, cultivating and, and really trying to grow as a human. You know, I'm 45 years old and I'm still growing. So I would say it's a work in progress.
0: Hey, awesome. I'm just excited to have you on. The energy is fierce. It's real. So thank you, Kim. My next guest, I met her. She's been on the show before. So she's back and she's, a, she's now considered a veteran of To Your Health with Dr. G and so I met her um, last year uh, through a mutual connection. Uh, I was an Allstate kid growing up. My dad worked for Allstate and uh, reached out to some old connections. And then we connected, and you came to my show. We talked a little bit about corporate wellness planning and everything. And I was great picking your brain. And then I found out that you had a clinical background. I was like, this is even better because <laughs> like, we're talking about health and everything. So, but you wear, like a, you, you wear multiple hats, but you're totally engaged and just existing. Which is amazing things that you want to do. So I want to introduce my next guest. Oh my gosh, Dr. Susie Francis Best. You have to check her out. She's amazing. So let me read her. Read you her credentials. So she's a HR inclusive diversity lead consultant at Allstate Insurance Company. www.allstate.com. But the most important thing I like about her, she's founder and president of Thrive Group International. LLC. This is a way to just continue this conversation. Check her out, www.thrivegroupinternational.com. Susie, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. It's an honor to be back. And then I know that, okay, I did okay the first time. I amazing so the first time. <laughs> I had to back. extend that
0: invitation. I was like, you know, we were talking a little bit off air. And I was like, I had to come on a show to get you back on because I was so just... I mean, I was literally taking notes the last time we connected. And I go, I got to learn something. But as Kim just said a second ago, we always got to work on ourselves. Yes. yes so please exciting. tell us your background a little bit. You can go ahead and throw in your clinical background a little bit. <laughs> just
2: brief um, I am a clinical psychologist by trade, so, doctor in clinical psychology and MBA of running a business. And I think really learned how to live into this topic of living your best life um, while running a business for 13 and a half years, ran a clinic um, and had staff, had to do everything as a, as a, a non-profit business owner, um, and, uh, got to the place, so I think just a tiny bit of a story of realizing, you know, the one thing I really want is family. I was helping others with their family, and, and running marriage seminars, and single seminars, and, um, really growing the clinic, and loving life, and feeling privileged to be doing what I loved, but, I knew I wanted um, to be married and to have a, uh, a baby and yet um, the, the counseling center was my baby and so I shifted out of that in 2015 and um, had the opportunity to move over to the um, corporate side in Allstate and um, am able to help others live their best life as leaders of employee resource groups while also being able to leave work uh, and at work. And um, now have a 17-month-old and, and just love that um, new life of, of having a, a husband and a baby. And then um, being able to do Thrive on my own terms. So there's less pressure and stress right now. And I think that's something we'll talk a little bit more about. But I think part of my story of what does it mean to live my best life, it's living life as much as possible on your own terms. Like, we usually can't do that at 100%. But when I'm feeling squeezed, knowing that most of that is my own choice, and if it is, then I can uh, make other choices when it's not comfortable or when it's not feeling the best anymore.
0: Excellent. Well, welcome back to the show, Susie. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to get more granular into this kind of stuff because well, I like that word granular. Let's get into the minutia <laughs> of it all. We're just going to come with all these different words that describes this thing, but we're talking about this an important topic that resonates with all of us. My last guest, oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to welcome her to the show. We connected through somebody that we know, mutual acquaintance, that I think knows everybody on planet Earth. I mean, let's be I'm honest. I agree with that. I think he knows everybody <laughs> on planet Earth, so I was like, okay. So we connected, and I was like, oh my gosh, and so then we had a chance meeting at a coffee shop a few months ago, and then I reached out to her not too long ago, and I said, like, okay, We got to have Jody on the show. So let me welcome Miss Jody Shalene on the show. Jody is just an amazing person. Let me read you her credentials. Jody is a realtor at Keller Williams Realty Infinity. Check her out at www.jodyshalenerealestate.com. Jody, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Dr. Mark. It's so nice to meet all of you ladies, and I'm so happy to be here. Um, you know, my story just starts um, out as uh, when I moved here in 2002. I was a mortgage broker, then I went and I had my babies, and I was a stay at home mom for nine years. And then I got back into the work working world as a licensed real estate broker, and now I own my own real estate business. And yes. It's awesome, I love it.
0: You are definitely living your best life, there's no doubt about that. I am. So, once we go, so thank you again. Now that you guys have met the crew, I want to hit you guys on a quick disclaimer and then we're going to read we're just going to just get right into the details, but it is a health show, so I got to read you a quick disclaimer. So here we go as usual. The content of to your Health with Dr. G is for informational and entertainment purposes only and that the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis and/ treatment. Further details can be found at www2 disclaimer so here we go so here's how we do it you've all met the crew and we're just going to talk about this but because it is a medical aspect of things when we talk about this when I created the show I always start out with something called the chief complaint and the chief complaint is when a person comes into my office and they come for a particular reason so the chief complaint is also like the like the question of the hour that we're going to be discussing today and so the chief complaint here we go what does living your best life look like for women today And again, and we're talking about ending this women's health series, but we can talk a little more general about just people in general, men and women. But I really wanted this topic to be a great way to end our women's health programming. But again, the conversation does not end today. Keep it going. So here we go. Kim gets the first question. You're sitting next to me, and there's the, you know this is just you know there's a right or wrong answer, but it's a way to keep the conversation going and, aware, and awareness on things. And I have some surprises at the end, so we, you know we'll get into a little bit of my, my coveted myths versus facts at the end. But I want to ask Kim this question. So let me ask Kim this question. Not all of us are living our best lives. We're not. I mean, not all of us do it. But there's a catalyst that happens. Out of curiosity, what was your catalyst? That made you say, you know what? I am just on this pathway, and I'm committed to it. Was there a catalyst for you? Mm -hmm. We all have a story to tell.
1: And did you say that's a right or wrong answer? (laughs) Uh, just making sure I don't mess this up and get like booted out of my chair. So I'd have to say that there's a few in my life as I'm sure with many people, um, a death in the family. I had an uh, an eating disorder for 15 years, which really, I think, was probably the biggest one. My mother passed away when I was pregnant with my oldest, so that would definitely be one. And then suffering from or trying to understand an eating disorder for that long of a time was extremely hard and and pivotal because kind of near the end of of that disorder, I opened up Fly Girl. And I said, I I can't look like this. I cannot be a, a, a... a sick-looking person, sick inside, sick in the head. Um, my body didn't reflect it. I couldn't open up a studio and look like this. So that I think would be one of the biggest ones. But there are there are little ones along the way that you know whether they change direction for me or, or enhance where I'm going in the direction that I'm I'm headed. I think that those might be the two biggest ones. But again, you know how you dealt with it and how I progress forward is really. Is really how I look at coming out of each of those.
0: Would you agree, Kim, that every day is an opportunity to learn?
1: Yes, I'm a big proponent of that. In fact, I, I've been uh, going back and forth with a couple of the girls from the studio today about, about things like that and just really being positive and sending out positive messages. And, and like I mentioned, um, Fly Girl is an extremely empowering, um, positive environment, which helps support you know some of those days when you do get up and say, you know, it's not a good day or I think I have another opportunity to be great. But being surrounded by such amazing women really helps, you know, keep that energy up and alive.
0: Excellent. Susie, what was your catalyst? Did you have a catalyst that you were able to share?
1: Yeah, I was thinking just the
2: connection of health. Um, I I would say, uh, two that come to mind, one is more just a life journey of faith. I think when we think of our existential crisis of like, why am I here? What am I living for? Because many of us come to that place at some point. You get some crisis where you're like, what am I living for? And I think best life is being as closely aligned to what what you think your purpose is. And for me, um, my uh, my North Star is my faith in Christ and and being able to say, how aligned am I with why I think I'm what I'm created to do? How much am I doing what I was created to do? How much am am I living that out? So I would say that's tantamount to everything. But I remember being in grad school, so I, on the outside, was um, in this moment of success. I was finishing graduate my doctorate degree, and I was also about to run the marathon. And I was working at um, the VA, and the vets really could see me connecting with them, despite not having a veteran uh, military background. That I was going to run this race and all the training it took, and all of a sudden, I got diagnosed with high blood pressure, and so my own doctor was like, "Well." I can't tell you exercise more. I can't yeah. give you a diuretic. Yeah. <laughs> um, really? and so it was. It was really a moment for me to realize. And I, I remember I, I was in tears on uh, her medical uh, bed because I was like, "Just tell me." You know, I know I'm a psychologist, but this is then all in my head. Like, no one in my family has high blood pressure. I'm I'm training for a marathon. My, I'm not overweight. I'm a vegetarian. So this is really me and how I'm dealing with stress. And she's like yes I'm like you should have just told me she's like oh I don't want you to be upset I'm like I need to know that and so I would say that for me was one of those again back to alignment that on the outside it looked successful but how I was internally dealing with stress um, was uh, not the running and the eating wasn't doing it. it was my needing to choose to perceive life circumstances differently and that has been amazing and it's been amazing to not need medicine anymore and um, and yet, it was, it was a lot of the mental choices um, to need to be made.
0: And what you're talking about, really about, you, know, you you've had to really trust yourself and engage and just accept things, but you've taken action. You're, there's one way to just talk the talk, but you're the one that's walking the walk. Yeah. That's awesome. Jody, why don't you share your catalyst?
3: Well, I thought a lot about this question, and there, I don't think there was a real catalyst moment for me. Um, I, I just was tired of feeling anxious and stressed and panicky. And I knew that I needed to make a decision for myself to, um, to live my best life and try to get past all of that, those feelings. Um, I, when I was a stay-at-home mom, I missed working, and I knew I, I wanted to get back into the workforce, so I made a decision to um, get, back, get right in there. And, um, you know, for me, it was about finding balance. It's I, I it, balance is so important to me. And when I was feeling anxious, panicky, and um, I, I knew that that I was missing something, that I needed to find balance. And work gave me that balance. So I, you know, and it allowed me to be the mom I wanted to be, and the businesswoman I wanted to be, and the wife I wanted to be.
0: That is awesome. You no, know, my catalyst was well, what made me go down the pathway to being a physician and live my best life was was when I was nine years old and I was in church and my brother. Um, had a both my brother and I had asthma. He had a he had a really worse way worse, worse asthma than I had. And I remember him going to an acute asthma attack, and um, right during like the homily. And this is back in 1987. I remember this like it was yesterday. And this is what I wrote about in my medical school entrance uh, essay. And wow. so uh, so we all have that moment. And I remember my brother going into a, a severe asthma uh, asthma attack. And I remember like I mean he was just struggling. And I have an identical twin, and so. When I was looking at him, it was almost like looking at yourself, struggling, and I remember the deacon of the church saying, like, toss us some keys to, like, the church truck, and, and like, literally my dad and me and my brother are just flooring it, you know, probably going, like, 100 miles an hour, and I remember my dad in the car saying, like, Lord, no, no, don't take my son, and it, and it just, it was just struggling, and, then like, it brought me to tears, and the great thing is that my brother, you know, he had an amazing response, and he's in Mexico right now living his best life uh, on vacation, and we're out here suffering, but but that was my kind of catalyst, and when I looked at that, I go, oh my gosh, I don't want to see, seeing that kind of suffering and when you're young, it can have a huge impression on just your future, on everything, and so that was me. Where I said, you know what, I'm going to dedicate my life to medicine, try to see what I can do to end suffering, and I had this kind of very, very uh, holistic uh, life on that kind of thing, and then Catalyst and let me go into other kind of things and doing some medical mission trips and everything. But living your best life is, is you can always learn from something that you, that you have. And I always say there's never such thing as like a negative out of a, you know, I mean, we have challenging situations that we go through, but there's always a learning experience. And Michael Jordan used to always say either I won a basketball game or I learned something. And I kind of like take that as my day-to-day. I won't say I, I'm defeated, I lost. But I try to find those positives even in those challenging situations. So uh, that's my kind of story and every day working on it. So let me ask Kim this question. Here we go. Alright, here we go. We're talking about being working on yourself. Every day is an opportunity to work on yourself. So here's a question. For someone out there who may be lost to not know where to start about living your best life, you know, how does that what what what, what does somebody do? Where can that person begin? if they're kind of lost and they don't know what they're going through, or maybe they don't know what they want to do in life, is is there something that you, when you you engage with, with, you know, you're in an amazing dance studio, and it's like you engage with women from all walks of life, but, you know, is there a way that you tell somebody to start? Because, you know, you have those intimate conversations. What's your thoughts on that?
1: I think that's a great question, and and I would say uh, as basic as it might sound, communication, I think as women, we... We hold things in, we don't talk, about you know, everybody's perfect, especially with the advent of social media. Everybody's perfect, and every day's bright, and you're in love, and it's all great. But I would say that I think just communicating with other women, and I think that's what I've learned over the years with the studio. Um, you know, you don't know what's going on with someone else. Um, I spoke alongside Michelle Obama this past summer, and that was one of her... Um, Biggest takeaway is that you don't know what's going on with somebody else and communicating and finding out and breaking barriers, especially as women, can really can really make the difference to, to take those next steps instead of saying, I would do this. I really think just being able to talk and connect with people, you know, as hard as it is some days that, you know, to stop and, in your day and say, hey, I'm Kim and, you know, who are you and, and, and you know, what are you about? And I'm going to share these things I probably wouldn't tell another person can be so therapeutic and so Absolutely. important.
0: Uh, Susie, when people are, are, you know, there's a vulnerability aspect, of course, you know, if you're going to open yourself up, and not, you might not know how it's going to get received, you know, how, do, how does somebody maybe have some more of the confidence to do that? You know, we're, we're human, we feel, that's quintessentially us, but, but some people may have a wall, and they may not want to open that up, and that wall, we can argue that, that if you have that wall, it may be taken away from your potential to have joy in your life. How do you kind of open that up for somebody that may be a little reserved?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking back even to to clients I've worked with, Um, and I would say because the three of us even discussed, we're here today on the the second coldest day um, in Chicago, and why? Um, Because we are in our best life, we don't care that people are going to judge us. We've we've either had a mom, a dad, somebody go, are you crazy? Why would you go to that? And it's because we're confident that this gives us more than what it costs us to be here. But I think about the women you're asking about, which is women who've not even given themselves permission yet to dream or to even know what they want. And I've worked with women like that, that they couldn't open up yet because they they wouldn't even first know. And I would say the first step for a woman who's done everything for everyone else for so long she no longer even knows what her best life looks like, first start with a dream. So even if you don't have permission to just say, I need or want to do this, just start with, if you could do something that to you would be fun, or you just want to even try it to see if it's fun. Like they may not know that they like dancing, but if you could, what would that look like? And just start with writing it down, and then start with taking out magazines and, and Google vision board. Mm-hmm. And just start with words and pictures that may possibly be what you might possibly want. Because And I say those words specifically because that's what it took with my hardest clients. Like, if I had said, go cut out pictures of what you want in life, they would come back blank. And if I said, well, what would be possibilities? Then all of a sudden there was words like wedding or a couple or a beach because it wasn't the harshness of I want this. They wouldn't even give themselves permission at first. It was just like, I might possibly, if it ever could happen, that might be nice. And so I think just start with a dream. And then... Put it on a list, write words down, and then start having magazines or other ways, even if it's social media, do it on, online. But start with letting others' pictures or words speak to you of, like, that might go in my might-be-nice box, and then share it with others who, who are willing to dream with you, not those that you know already are going to steal your dream.
0: Uh, you know, it takes a village uh, to, to really do things, and we think about that, and, and from a health perspective, you know, you're surrounding yourself with people that will help you get better, and what you want to do, somebody that's there that may have their own agenda and not help you become a better person, I would argue that is not your friend. That is somebody that you <laughs> don't want to be around. I'm saying it for real. People that, 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 that want to support you to meet your dreams, those are the people you surround yourself with in your life. And I tell that to all my high school kids, by the way, my clinical practice. Uh, but, it's, but it's life. I mean, it really is. You know, you're talking about passions when you're talking about just right now, what could this possibly look like? That is awesome, and that's a great mm-hmm. exercise for somebody to do out there that may be struggling. You know, Jody, you've been living your passion now because, you know, you said earlier you wanted to get back into doing what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, talk a little bit more about just following a passion in life.
3: Well, I want to kind of elaborate with what um, she just said because I started with a journal. I had all these dreams and goals in my head, and I didn't know what to do with them. And I started with a journal, and I started to write them down. It was therapeutic. It was mind-opening. It was um, extremely helpful, and it it helped me. um, It gave me a visual. And then from there, I broke down those goals. And that's what I, you know, that's the kind of the next step. After you write them down, don't be shy. Just, just write those dreams down. Write those goals down, and then break them down and figure out how you're going to accomplish that. So for me, um, finding my passion was finding a job or a career that would allow me to uh, be me, um, because I came to terms and sort of accepted myself for who I am, so I wanted to find a job where I could be myself at, um, because I think being real is so important, we just have to be real, and then I wanted a job that would allow me to be the mom and the wife I wanted to be, and the friend I wanted to be, and... um, you know, being in real estate gave me that flexibility. Being an entrepreneur and a business owner gave, gives me that flexibility. So that was really important to me. So I really have found a job, and then I get to sell houses, I mean it's wonderful. I get to, that's I, you know, dream. I get to help people. Yeah. Exactly, I get to pe- help people accomplish their goals and their dreams. So it's it is a really perfect fit for me. So that's how I. Let work. me ask this
0: question for for um, for Kim. You know, we're talking about you know following your passion, finding your dreams. Uh, a lot of times for women out there they're told to have you know hey you have to have a five-year plan or you have to have a 10-year plan can't that get overwhelming can't that be intimidating if somebody comes to you and says hey what's your five-year plan what's your 10-year plan and you may not know what you want to do and like that could be really overwhelming and that may even detract people from trying to realize their full potential what's your thoughts on that kind of rigidity well <laughs> I, I would think you
1: know i i think everybody needs a road map and this is this is just my opinion i think everybody needs a road road but you need to be flexible, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, I, 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 I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I feel like you also got to, like, listen to the, you know, the higher power sometimes. So, you know, having, like you said, a, a, a vision board, having a road map, knowing where you want to go, but allowing yourself to fall down, get up, redirect. Mm-hmm. almost like a toddler, yes. right? Yeah. Get up, yeah. <laughs> redirect them. That's
0: yeah. my toddler. All right, yeah. and then uh,
1: and, uh, and, and keep your chin up and know that, you know, at the end of the day, it's all going to work
0: out. What about like? Let me ask this question to Susie. What about women that are older? Maybe they've already gone down a pathway in life. You know, we're not talking about maybe the young women in high school, college, but somebody who may have had a career, and then they may not be feeling fulfilled in that career. You know, think about people that that they may be going to work, and you're spending dozens of hours a week, not being fulfilled, and that's taken away from your own inner joy. You know, what? How do we? How do we kind of address that? Because there may be some people out there. And again, we're not giving meta. You know, it is not medical advice. Again, uh, read the read the disclaimer. Uh, but 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 we want people to live. We I mean, we're all here for a reason, as you said. We're here because we want to be part of something bigger and spread a bigger message. But sometimes, you know, people are involved in things that that's sapping their joy, whether it's a relationship or a career. How do we approach those kind of people? Yeah, that's
2: great. I mean, I love what Kim said already. Um, Because sometimes what's on that dream board may take 15 years or may take two. So sticking yourself with five or ten is not as big as what was already discussed. Have the dream. Put it out there. And then also flexibility is in the formula it comes in. Um, I will say this because although this is geared towards women, I've met a couple men who are even more stuck based on societal expectations than women in this career thing. Um, For example, one friend of mine is single and um, in his early 40s, but he feels like he's got to stick on the the, the ladder he's been on, even though he would love to be a teacher. Um, but he just feels like he it would totally derail him from his other goals. And I've, I've met other people like that, men or women, and so there are definitely the people that you're talking about. And, um, for example, at Allstate, the, the luxury I have and where I find so much joy is part of my role at Allstate is helping People do things through the employee resource groups to do community service. They get to to use the $27 million Allstate puts out into the community. They get to help channel that to do those things. So while they may think, I've you know, I was talking to a woman yesterday who's like, you know, I've been here 30 years, but I've got to stay because my kids need to go to college. And I was like, wow. But then she finds joy in, but what I'm doing is helping whole schools get extra books. Or by doing this, this is happening. So I think... It may not look like this particular guy mentioned stopping and becoming a teacher, but he could join one of the many tutoring programs that are out there and become a teacher after school where the kid he's tutoring learns not only about the math, but learns like all these career paths that a black or brown kid in his example would have that they wouldn't otherwise know from a teacher. And so I think that some of the flexibility is not just the time, but the how might this dream look? I mean, even realtors do part time, or what I'm doing, mm-hmm. coaching. I'm still doing me, part time, very part time, while also doing something that helps me fulfill other needs that I have.
0: And you're speaking the truth. I think about me. You like you're describing like what we're doing on a on a, per, on a personal level and a professional level. You know, me, day in and day out as a physician. Yeah, I'm giving myself to help others, but having a forum like this and engaging in conversations like this with with you all is is really something that. I'm flex. I have the flexibility to do, but I want to do it because. And, you're, you're, and we're not trying to say you know, we're being selfish or anything. You want to do it to be part of something bigger. And again, when it, when I think about it as a, as a dad and as a as a husband, I want to I want to have that legacy. I want something to be. want to be part of something big. And Kim, you were saying earlier, you're like, sometimes you got to listen to what, you know, the higher power tells you. There's no doubt on that. They, I mean, you just gotta you just gotta follow it. So I just love how you, how you said that. So let me ask this question to Jody. Jody, here we go. Society teaches us that having more things will make us happy and that having more things is a measure of success. Got it. it. What are your thoughts on that?
3: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm kind of a less is more person. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I don't agree with that. I don't think we need more things to feel better about ourselves. I. yeah, but I, I do like to buy things, so I'm not going to pretend I don't. But um, I nice. definitely don't, I, I, you know, I, I just don't agree with that. I, um, I've just learned that, um, for me, this might sound silly, but when I have more things, I feel like um, my life is more complicated. It's more, it's, it, and I, I, just, I, I just have grown to learn that having less is more and um, living a simpler life is just where I feel my most... I can be my best version
0: of myself and I'm most comfortable. Well, Susie, Susie just mentioned a second ago that you mentioned a particular client and, you know, it was made going up this society is saying you need to do this and you need yeah. to do that. And when you're following that kind of thing, you're not necessarily living your best mm-hmm. life. You're living maybe somebody else's best mm-hmm. life. Uh, and so you're not going to get that, that growth and that joy if you're following a pathway. But but the reality is like it's hard sometimes to make that change. We yeah. all have mm-hmm. a lot of things where you know everybody on this panel we're parents. You know we have careers and and mm-hmm. sometimes people don't have that kind of flexibility to make to put themselves out there like that. But 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 you're saying earlier that you can make these kind of changes, but little things. I think you gave that great example of finding something else that may still fulfill that purpose of yours. Yes. Yeah. So, I love that. Awesome. So, Kim, let me ask you this question. Because you're a health nut, like me. We're all health nuts. We're all about health. And and Susie's running marathons, which is awesome. Uh, (laughs) I love it. i got to, like, start training with you and everything. Uh, And and so, but let me ask you this question, Kim, because you're about health, and there's no doubt about that. So, I'm going to say this. Here's my question. Um, Many can argue that living your best life is actually being healthy. So, what can we do to encourage women out there, how can we encourage people to live healthier lives? Because again, as I said at the beginning, the more likely you have success in your health, mm-hmm. the more you're likely to you have more success in your life. But you gotta start somewhere. So what's your thoughts on just kind of general like getting people to live healthier lives which is also part of experiencing living your best life?
1: I, I think that's a great question and I would some pretty much all of my thirty years of experience now you know my age, (laughs) teaching um, dance and fitness around taking baby steps. I feel that, I'm sure you've all tried a few diets in your lifetime, but I feel like uh, there's a lot of information today out there, there's a lot of uh, nutritional and exercise and fitness information that can be overwhelming, so I think... You know, especially uh, the leader of the, the, the Fly Girl clan, mm-hmm. I would say baby steps are best. Little things make a big difference. In fact, in, um, in our classes, all of our instructors are so informative, but I, I like the, the fact that we actually talk to our, our people instead of just running through the exercises or doing a class. I know that I always wrap up my ending. I know a, a lot of our instructors talk to, you know, 75% of this journey is what you put in your mouth. I love that you're doing 25% of it with me. <laughs> but when you leave here, let's not I hit the buffet on the way home. No you know. <laughs> yep. So I think you know, of all the information out there, you know, especially being a role model, and especially being role models for our people, I think that it's very important to say, you know, baby steps, one or two things that you can change now can have the biggest effect long term.
0: Susie, what's your thoughts about health in relation to living your best life?
1: I just think to make sure that
2: it's all around it's holistic so it's that mind body spirit i mean the example i chose to share was because physically you know again my physician couldn't say eat differently or exercise differently but mentally i was not healthy mentally i was you know looking at finishing grad school and a dissertation and getting a marathon done as this pressure and the way i internalized it was creating um literally my my blood vessels to constrict where if instead i turned it around and thought I am living my best life. I'm getting to run a marathon. I'm healthy enough. Mm-hmm. I'm and finishing this dissertation that, you know, is a monkey on my back so I can have my doctorate degree done and I can go and help people the way I'd like. Wow, life is awesome. And it worked. So I think it's just really making sure you're also finding that balance of, mm-hmm. of making sure that health is, is what it um, what you know is a healthy life in all areas, um, not just in one area.
0: Excellent. Jody, um, what's your thoughts about health?
2: Well, I agree with exactly what they're saying. It's, it's really
3: about finding that balance and, and fitting it all in mind, body, and soul. I really agree, agree with that. It, it really comes down to me. Um, for Everybody's different, so you really need to find what works for you. And just because something works for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you or make you happy. So really knowing yourself and accepting yourself and finding what works for you um, you know, working out, for example, it, it should be fun. I mean, you've got to find something that you enjoy or else you're not going to do it. So just because it's working for your friend, um,
0: you yeah. know. <laughs> I talk about being intentional every day and, and intentional in your daily efforts. So, you know, you, it's really about a mindset on things. And, you know, a few weeks ago we did a show on ending the stigma because of the mental health burden that affects millions and millions of women in this country. And one of the uh, clinicians talked about doing something called starfishing. And I looked at her and I was like, starfish? She goes, do you starfish in the morning? I'm like, what? Uh, so starfishing means you're there in the morning, you're still in your bed, and you literally open your body up, head, arms, chest out, legs open, and you basically say, you know what? I'm vulnerable, I'm human, but I'm going to set my tone and hopefully have a day full of being resilient Versus a day of continuing to be vulnerable. So now I starfish every morning, just trying oh not to like God. hit my it wife didn't. in the morning. Like, oh, sorry, honey. So I have a starfish on the floor now because our bed's not big enough. But, 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 but that, that concept, and I now I've been telling it to my patients, now you guys are going to start saying it to your family members saying, we have a starfish uh, every morning, but it just really helps setting the tone. You know, so, Sus- Susie, from a cl- clinical backbone, a background that you have, you know, can you talk a little bit more about just setting your tone as you attack your days you go through life? Can you talk about that mindset? Sure.
2: I, I was thinking about even when Kim said that whole falling and getting up because I think what hopefully everyone has heard is we're talking about best life, not perfect life. And I think probably we all could have a whole different panel discussion on that. But I think for any of us working more with women than with men, this whole best equals perfect. And I think it was alluded to even from the social media perspective. And I really just want to make sure the show doesn't end with with someone taking that away. That what we're saying is we've now got the perfect life because we're in real estate or the perfect life. It's still the best means... I wake up today and I realize, whoa, I'm way out of balance on my spiritual side. Or, man, I baked a chocolate cake that no one was able to eat and now I'm eating more of it. Like, it's also analyzing what aspects need the growth part, that whole growth mindset of, um, I'm not looking for perfection and I'm not gonna beat up my myself up where I I realize I've fallen. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna realize just like you know, running that, that first time back after not running for a while it hurts. Mm-hmm. And I could choose to make that whole run on, gosh, why did I wait so long to start back? Why haven't I done this? Or I can be like, yay, I'm out and I'm doing this, and it's gonna be a while, but six months from now this will be you know all behind me and I'll be back where I need to be. So I think best is really about that assessment of How do I give myself grace? How do I know where I want to be, and how do I just keep taking the steps in that direction?
0: Ken, let me ask you this question. You know, it's it's true. We we all have a past. There's no doubt, and we're all not will. We're we're all not born living our best lives. But we all learn from the past, and sometimes the past has wrought with some challenges, um, some relationships that may have gone bad, or or some pain, or anything that happens. And it's very easy to be caught in the past, to be stuck in the past as you approach your future engagements, your future relationships, your future business opportunities, your future life opportunities. For some people they can forget the past and say, you know what, past is past, done. Some people can't. Is there a way that that you know when you're thinking about things that you go that, that you you know you go through either yourself personally or talking to other women, how do you get past that block that might be still holding somebody back from realizing their full potential?
1: Well, I think they would visit you <laughs> or, or hire you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I would say, I mean, for, for myself, my answer would be it defines me. Without the things that have happened in my life, I would never be where I am today. Um, I'm a third of three kids, and quite honestly, I was a spoiled kid. And parents divorced at a critical time in high school, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm not the center of attention anymore, and I have to fend for myself. And, you know, hard times hit, you know, there's no one there to pick me up. And without those things happening, I would have never been the go-getter. I would have never, even some of the struggles I have today that are tough, as I look back, I said, I would have never been able to handle that if, I wouldn't have been put up against these things. So uh, not that that solves something for the next gal, but I- internalizing, that's how I have said, you know, that happened, and you could either cry about it, saddlebags, or you're going to pick yourself up and continue to work hard for everything that you have and everything that you're going to show your children how to achieve.
0: Wonderful. I'm a big believer in that, too. And I'm all about really being in the present, and I, and I try to tell to my patients a lot, but I also try to exude that myself. Uh, you know, we can always think about the future as well, too. That can waste a lot of energy for something that may not even happen. Mm-hmm. We have this moment, and this moment, we're all on Earth for an undetermined amount of time in this life. And so I always say, you know what, let's focus on now. You know, if you're not focusing on now, then, then start focusing on it. I mean, but again, surrounding yourself with the people that can help you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, is an amazing thing. And I'm a big believer, by the way, in, in paying it forward. So I want to ask this question to uh, to uh, Jody, you know, Jody, when you talk about paying it forward, it's really about spreading love without a doubt, and, and, and you never know how you, how that may affect somebody, and we talked about it earlier, you don't know what somebody's going through, what's your thoughts about this concept of paying it forward? Well,
3: I'm so glad you asked me this question, because this was my favorite question <laughs> the out of everything. Um, I am also a firm believer in paying it forward, and it is... Um, I just feel like well my mom taught me that true happiness is found in helping others and you know it doesn't even matter if it's a small um, a small act of kindness or a, a or a big one um, you just don't know when you can you can change someone's life you can make someone a day so i just believe that kindness is everything and i another part of that is not is doing it without expecting anything in return it's huge for me so i yes. just i just do it because because I
0: just think it's the right thing to do. So paying it forward is, is really important to me. And it helps you get out a lot of stuff out of your own life, too. It's mm-hmm. doubt. I mean, this so is
3: everything. Oh, yeah. I kind of. has got to do it. I mean,
0: power of positivity, without a doubt. So, so guys, I want to do this. we got about 10 minutes left. And so something, I mean, this has been, we could probably talk about this for hours mm-hmm. on end. And hopefully people would still listen to us for hours <laughs> on end, too. Um, but I, I want to I touch base on, on a section that I created on this show a number of episodes ago called Myths Versus Facts, and I was trying to put these questions together, but these statements, I shouldn't say, they're not questions, they're statements, and, and this is really challenging for me, because I, I have used to talk about so many clinical things about diabetes or whatever, but I try to come up with some myths versus facts, so how it works, I'm going to say a statement to our panelists, and they're going to say myth or fact, and give us a few sentences why. It's a myth or a fact. So here we go. Kim, Ugh. you're in a hot seat. I've just been picking on you all day. So sorry, but that's how it's going to be. So here we go. Alrighty. Myth versus facts. So this is living your best life in women. Myths versus facts. Here on with Dr. G. So here we go. Kim, here you go. Myth, for, myth or fact. Here's a statement. Happiness decreases with age.
1: No. <laughs> Myth.
0: Right, I'm, please, get, please I'm getting older
1: me. and I'm getting happier. <laughs> um, yeah, that that would be um, that would be false for me. I feel that um, that can't be that can't be um, that can't be weighed as as you age. In fact, like you had said, you're gonna find those other things that you're gonna be able to do that are gonna continue to make you happier. I think I appreciate more the older I get, the more I appreciate and. And that fills
0: me with happiness. The more I pay it forward creates happiness. So hopefully I got that right. Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, should have a, I should have a dinner next time <laughs> on the show. Tell there her what she's won. I know. <laughs> you want some swag later <laughs> on. There you go. To your pathology. All right. So here we go. Myth or fact, Susie. Here we go. Living your best life and women: myth versus fact. Here's a statement. Uh, here we go. I like this one. I got a couple of these. Here we go. All right. You must be self-sufficient to be happy. Wow, that's a good one. Um,
2: I would say that is a myth. Um, And uh, most research has shown in our American culture, we are taught that that's a fact. That being independent when you're 18, blah, blah, blah. And the litmus test is if your kid can be self-sufficient at 18. And what they're actually finding is best life is interdependent. So being able, as we talked about earlier, to have that village, to be able to um, have people that when we fall, because we're going to, and if we're self-sufficient and we fall and we believe that that's success, I mean, we've now lost our entire identity. And I think that probably has happened to some of us, where interdependence is being able to know when to ask for help, when to have that village surround you, when to be able to say, you know what, Um, I've got to come to a coach or to a therapist or to my physician and say... I can't figure this out on my own. I'm, I'm going to go to classes, not just watch a video, because having a real person in front of me to kick my behind, literally, in a way that I won't do on my own, that's interdependent. So it means, yes, we're strong enough to make our decisions for ourselves, and that helps happiness, but definitely that, that realization that we can't do it all ourselves.
0: Excellent. Here we go, Jody. Myth or fact? Here we go. There is value in practicing gratitude and enjoying the little things.
3: Well, that, I hope I can get this right. Um, that is fact. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, practicing gratitude on a regular basis is, is a, it's a game changer. It's, a, it's life changing. I
0: highly recommend it. Excellent. Here we go, Kim. Myth <laughs> or fact. Come right back at you. Here we go. All right. It is important to practice self-care
1: amen <laughs>
0: you're like i do this all the time I'll <laughs> try
1: starfish in the morning yeah.
0: hey you're going to be, you're going to be that all I know, day i know yeah. starfish all the way home <laughs>
1: bundled up um absolutely that is um tried and true not only in myself um at, you know at the studio in my in my own family i try to preach those same things so absolutely
0: excellent here we go susie myth or fact here we go living your best life in women all right One, here's a statement, one can never find a positive takeaway from a negative situation.
2: Oh, I think we myth busted that already today on the panel, that it was um, even what you said about Michael Jordan, Jordan, the learnings. So, yes, we can learn from every single situation and become better.
0: Excellent. Here we go, Jody. Hot seat. Here we go. All right. Myth or fact. It's okay living life according to someone else's values.
3: That is a myth. (laughs) I think I understood that right. Um, I think I said it right. I think you said it right. And I do think we have talked about this already. And um, you really have to stick to your own values. You have to. Why would you want to follow someone else's values? We'll do a couple more of these.
0: Kim, here we go. Myth or fact. Support networks are essential to living your best life. Everyone needs people to lean on.
1: I feel like I'm going to sing it, lean on me. Absolutely. I mean, I, I will caveat with, you know, there, there are opportunities and, and instances that you need that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it, it does help when you are with other people, especially when that energy, you know, is up. And, you know, like I hate to keep going back to the studio, but it, you, you know you, you can really feel it. There's days you can feel it when it's not. You know when you walk in, and I, I, everybody watching will know. I say tough crowd, tough, you know, tough crowd guys, because you know no one's laughing, no one's smiling at me, but we get through. So good, better, and different. I think it does help.
0: Excellent. We'll do a couple more. Here we go, Susie. Living your best life, myth or fact? Here's a statement: Achieving your goals will make you happy.
2: Oh, that's a good one. Again, I think we myth busted that. <laughs> we myth busted this. Um, yes, when we achieve certain goals, like we heard with Jody's story. I mean, she had goals. She wrote them down, and there's some level of happiness. However, how we also heard my story that here I was achieving my goals, and I, I was internally uh, dying because of how I how I was internalizing it. So I think achieving our goals and and having the gratitude along the way and keeping our eye on the prize of why we did those goals and the objective behind the goals and and making sure that we're again back to alignment then there we can be happy but sometimes people get so busy in that perfection, they keep checking goals off, and then all it does is create a new bucket and a new hole in yeah. their heart of how, what is the next thing they have to do. Excellent.
0: Can I add to that? Please, go right ahead. I
2: really think that um, learning to enjoy the process oh, to That's get
3: good. to those goals mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Enjoy and that I'm coming, process. And I'm coming right back to <laughs> you with the
0: last myth versus fact. Here we go. Um, here's a statement. Living your best life is not necessarily living your perfect life.
3: Oh, without a doubt, being perfect is overrated. Yeah. It's
0: completely overrated. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, the reality is that a lot of times when people have it, they see what like they have it together. People flock to them. They say, "Oh my gosh, you have it together!" Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, they assume that you're living your best life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can come across as maybe having things together. But I know for me, I still have to work on myself on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. And mm-hmm. so I told this to my wife a long time ago. I'll tell a brief story. I told her that I only have like. I think it said on the show where I go, I only have 40 minutes a day to work on our marriage. And she was like, what? And I go, no, really, let me grid it out for you. Grid it out for you. So I took this paper and drew out all these charts and everything and shaded in things one color, shaded in things another color. And then when I came down to my kind of my obligations, my, my time for obligations like work and, and community and stuff like that, versus my discretionary time, uh, the discretionary time was like I only had four hours a day on average of discretionary time. And then I divided that into other categories, so like parenting, marriage, Exercise, uh, working on, on yourself, and so that's how I kind of got forty minutes, and then I started crying. Uh, so I go, "This is sad." I'm like, "This is sad." I and none of us want to be defined by like forty minute intervals yeah. with your significant yeah. other in your life, or forty minutes intervals with your child. Uh, we want to be more than that. But uh, but anyways, but we still talk about being part of something. So so I want to do this. We got about five minutes left, guys, and I just been having an awesome discussion with everybody. So I'm going to bring this on home. We talked at the beginning about what's called the chief complaint. The reason why we're talking about this is a question of the hour. Again, what does living your best look like, best life look like for women today? Assessment and plan, that's when people leave the office and we give them a plan to go with. So I'm gonna start with Jody. Jody, bring it on home. Give us a few tips that are out there, a few thoughts out there of yours that maybe some take-home points that can help women be successful in living their best lives. Uh,
3: start with a journal. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And surround yourself with positive people.
0: Love it. Excellent. Uh, Susie, bring us on home. Give us a couple take-home points for for women that are out there. If guys are out there listening to us right now and you're you're getting these things and writing things down and to learn more about your wife or your significant other, great, that's even even better, too. But give us a couple take-home points that are out there to help people live their best lives.
2: I'd say one is take action now. You've heard us. Don't shut this off and then go back to your life and think you'll do it later. Take action now. Write one thing down. Write... Put something on your calendar, a date with yourself, that you will take action. Um, and although the, the uh, timing you said uh, was sad, at least you were, I was impressed uh, with yeah. the fact that you looked at where does um, what you want in life fit. So I think really actually creating a calendar of where you want things to fit in your life, even if they're small. Uh, and then um, dream. Dream about what, where if you're not happy right now, then dream about what it would take to get there.
0: Excellent. And then Kim, give us a couple take-home points on just you know being successful with people having success in their life and living their best lives.
1: So uh, you know not to um, not to be Debbie Downer, but I think ending um, my journey is, is a constant one. And I think you know letting other women know that it's okay to cry, it's okay to fall, it's okay to have a bad day. I, I really believe social media hurts us when we see everything looks perfect. I, I love the fact of what you're saying and I think that sometimes when we're looking at this this world that looks you know perfect online that you know we're not supposed to fail, we're not supposed to fall. I made my list but I'm still upset or I'm depressed or I you know have relationship problems that it's okay to be in a rut and it's okay to come out of it that it's not all going to be this storybook. these are the steps that stuff is hard sometimes and life is tough, but you're tougher and you're gonna get through it.
0: Excellent. And my kind of take on point is this, you know, be comfortable in the skin that you're in. You have to love yourself first. Because once you do that, the possibilities that are out there for you are going to be amazing and endless. You're going to be better, feel better for your day. You're going to write, you're going to run into people meet people, connect and collaborate on so many things. But you have to be genuine with yourself. Love yourself first and then pass that on and just be part of something big. Find a passion in your life whatever it is, and just do it. Just exist in that moment. We talk about being mindful. This is a way to start. Have that mindset. Be positive. Be intentional. And the rest is history. So I want to thank my guests today. Oh, my gosh. The time's gone by so fast. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. This is, this is, this is insane. We, we talk for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And hours. But now I want to thank my guests today on the show. I mean, this has just been a great panel, a great way to end the Women's Health Series. Again, this conversation does not... Need to stop today, must keep coming. So, I want to make my guests. Of course, we've got Jody Shalene, realtor of Keller Williams Realty Infinity. Thanks for coming out, Jody. This is awesome. We got Dr. (laughs) Susie Francis Best. She is Awesome! Oh my gosh, it was these, an honor. These, thank you, Dr. These, G. I'm I'm like literally gonna listen to this replay yeah, and be like, I, I need to write some stuff down for real. <laughs> uh, so, Dr. Susie francis Best, of course, um, um, founder and president of Thrive Group International LLC. Check her out. This is gonna be awesome. And of course, killing it in the Allstate game and just doing what you're doing. Just and, and just 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 being with people and just creating those connections. That is like a, that is an amazing talent. So, thank you very much. And of course. Kim, oh my gosh, Kimberly Rea, I mean, oh my gosh, um, founder of, of, of just everything. <laughs> you, do everything. You, you literally find, found everything, find everything. But, but of course, uh, Kimberly Rea, founder and owner of Fly Girl Dance and Fitness. Again, check out flygirldance.com. And I tell you what, I want to give a quick shout out to my good friend, um, Dana Davenport. Uh, she helped me out Hi, with Dana. doing some of the pre-game work on the show, and I want to just give her a much love and a shout-out. Uh, check her out on Dana Being Dana on Wednesday nights here on Intellectual Radio. I tell you what, you've been listening and watching live on Facebook at intellectualradio.com. This episode is written by myself. All right, I had to write something to do it. Myself and my lovely wife, Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Producer is Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Music is by the wonderful Mr. Havis. Hey, I tell you what, stay tuned for next week because we're going to recycle these these same themes of living your best life and all these other things that we've been doing this month for Women's Health Month. We're bringing the fellas in, all-male panel, next week, Men's Health Series Part 1, Nutritional and Fitness Foundations. Check me out on my website, www.drmarkgomez.com. Hey, it's been a pleasure, everybody. Stay warm and peace out.